plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are locked on Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And good morning, good Wednesday to you. This is your host, Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and welcome to Locked On Cowboys. It is Thursday, October 6th. I hope you're having a great day. A lot to get to today. I will play sound from Dak Prescott. He met with us reporters on Wednesday as well as Tyrone Crawford and kind of his role staying in the, excuse me, staying at defensive end. So a lot to get to today. And first off, the first thing, kind of the story, I guess, of yesterday uh, was kind of Ezekiel Elliott. And a lot of people talked with Zeke about his last two games and how well he's played and what he's been able to do here of late. He leads the league in rushing with 412 yards on 94 carries. And, uh, you know, he only had 134 yards the first two weeks. The last two weeks he has 278 yards against the Bears and 49ers. But this is going to be the biggest test for the Cowboys running game coming up this week against Cincinnati. The Bengals have not allowed a 100-yard rusher or a rushing touchdown this season. And this is a defense that only allowed one 100-yard rusher last season, and that is Seattle's Thomas Rawls, who rushed for 169 yards on 23 carries in October. So this may be one of the best front sevens, if not the best front seven the Cowboys uh, have faced or will face this season. This is a very stout defense. They, of course, have Geno Atkins is kind of a household name. So, so the running game will be a test. But Ezekiel Elliott pretty much said, "quote unquote, we're going to go out there and play cowboy football. We're not going to change up anything for any particular team. We're just going to go out there and do what we do." So it should be interesting. And the Cowboys have really done a good job of establishing the running game and sticking to the running game. It's very reminiscent of the 2014-12-4 season. The Cowboys have 140 rushes so far this season and 137 pass attempts. That is about what they were in 2014. A very close 50-50 balance. Of course, DeMarco Murray... Had that very strong start, started the season off with eight straight 100-yard games, and Ezekiel Elliott has rushed for 100 the last two games. So uh, I expect the Cowboys to continue trying to pound the ball. That is going to be key. And if you just talk to the offensive linemen, whether it's Zach Martin or Travis Frederick, they feel like Ezekiel Elliott is starting to get more comfortable with the line and find the holes better, be a little more patient, kind of know when to put his foot on the gas, so to speak, and take it off and, and kind of let holes develop. So, And that's part of it. 
or that part of it has really just come with experience. I mean, let's not forget Ezekiel Elliott only played 16, 17 snaps in the preseason. So he wasn't really able to get accustomed to the pro speed compared to college. He wasn't really able to get accustomed to the offensive line like most running backs had he not, you know, kind of been shut down with a hamstring injury early in training camp for a couple weeks. So this is really kind of the guy the Cowboys expected to see when they used the fourth overall pick on him. Let me remind you all, this is the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to Locked On Cowboys with Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. I encourage you to check out all of the Locked On Podcast, whether it's Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson, who covers all the big topics around the league, Locked On Fantasy has all your fantasy needs covered, who to start, who to sit, who's a sleeper going into week five. And go check out Locked On Bengals. Get the latest breaking news from an insider on the Bengals. All of these podcasts have insiders doing it. I cover the Cowboys on a daily basis, just like every other podcast. So please tell your friends, tell your colleagues, check out Locked On Podcast Network. It, we hope we're doing a good job. But that brings me into this segment where I'm going to play some Dak Prescott audio. And, and it, you know, as a guy who's around the team, as a quote-unquote beat reporter, Dak Prescott, everyone kind of knows his life story by this point. Everyone kind of knows, you know, how much preparation he puts in and, and how much work he puts in and this is a guy who's actually challenging could very well pass Tom Brady's uh, NFL record for most pass attempts without an interception to start a career this week so if if Dak Prescott goes another game without an interception that would be five straight games and and he was the first to admit the other day that he has been good he has had quote-unquote good fortune because Eric Reed dropped a sure interception the other week in San Francisco. So, uh, anyways, here is Dak Prescott. The the questions have kind of been same old, same old because he hasn't really shown he's human yet, at least uh, as far as rookie standards are concerned. But here's what Dak Prescott had to say the other day. Dak, quarter way through the season, how, how do you feel, and what have you seen from the Bengals so far? Uh, yeah, the Bengals, uh, they're a great defense. Uh, I know that schematically they're not too complicated, but they've got a great, great front seven, probably the best front seven we're gonna, uh, we've seen so far this season. Uh, so it'll be a good challenge. Uh, we look forward to it. How do you feel you're talking about San Francisco throwing some things and some looks that you hadn't necessarily seen in those first three games? How did you feel you handled that, and was that a good good test going forward? Not uh, it's not much for Samson. Yeah, it was a good test, I guess you could say. A good learning experience, obviously. I saw some new looks. Saw uh, them throw a bunch of different fronts, some muddy coverages at me. Uh, gave me some different looks that I hadn't seen, uh, so it's good for the learning experience and just to, to, uh, to mark down some more looks I've seen. How good of a test will this be for you guys facing the Bengals, a team that's been a perennial playoff contender and, uh, and then Packers the next week? Uh, yeah, I mean, we know we've got a pretty good stretch coming up uh, starting uh, with this Sunday and the Bengals. As I said before, they're a good team. They've got a pretty good defense. Uh, but, I mean, we're confident in our offense and this team and uh, the direction we're headed. Can you talk about the job the offensive line has done, especially with a couple of front-line guys being out? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I said enough good things and uh, give them enough compliments of just how great they've been uh, protecting, just being nasty, uh, keeping guys off of me, opening holes for Zeke. Uh, I mean, they're, they're really the strength of this offense. When you 
talk about opening some of those holes for Zeke. Uh, his production, can you talk about how that helps you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it just allows our offense to be versatile. I mean, we can come at you from any direction. Uh, that opens up the play action pass. Uh, it opens up the drawback pass because they're loading the box. So, I mean, uh, just when the offensive line is making holes like that, and he's running the way he's running, uh, it's good for this offense and this team. Can you and Zeke get a chance to talk a lot about the learning curve that both of you are, are going through and, and what it's been like? Uh, I mean, what kind of football when it's football? And after that, I mean, it's, it's get away from it. Uh, but... He, I mean, he's done a great job. We just come each and every day at practice and uh, work our tails off. And he's, I mean, the way he's running is just testament to the way he practices. You guys lead the league in rushing touchdowns. They have yet to allow a rushing touchdown. How do you guys uh, embrace the challenge? Uh, yeah, I don't think that's the stat that we really worry about or uh, give any thought. I mean, I didn't know that until now. So uh, we're going to go in there. We're going to run our office the way we normally do it. Uh, and our offensive line is going to move some guys, and we're just going to uh, – do what we've been doing the past three weeks, four weeks, talk, whatever. I'm sorry. Can you talk about Lenahan a little bit, just the creativity he's shown from, from one game to the next? And just how you interact with him during games as far uh, as... Yeah, I mean, during the games, during practices, all throughout the facility, uh, I couldn't ask for a better offensive coordinator play caller uh, to start my career off in this league. Uh, I mean, he's just been phenomenal in the play callings, uh, allowing me to feel comfortable uh, in everything, the drop back passes, the, the play action. Uh, he's just allowing me to play my game. Uh, and it's a lot of credit to the way he coaches me and the plays he's calling. We've seen a lot of different offensive looks, too. We've seen movement games, empty set. We've seen heavy. Uh, I know you pride yourself on, on your preparation. Is that what's given you the leg up to, to try to do all these things, and have you surprised yourself a little bit? Uh, no, I mean, I haven't surprised myself. As I always say, I mean, I've got very high expectations for myself, uh, but... Yeah, it's all in the preparation. I mean, all the plays that we've uh, that we're running that you guys are seeing, uh, we're running them here at practice. And then when the defense is going, we're going to get an extra reps. Me and Coach Linehan uh, and some of the guys that aren't in uh, on the offense at that at that time. So I mean, it's just preparation and the work we're putting in throughout the week uh, coming to play on Sunday. You talk about preparation as far as knowing what the defenses are doing, but do you feel through these first four games you've given defensive coordinators a lot of different things to look at because you bring them out for a game and then you don't necessarily see them. I mean, there's a lot there that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of weapons. Uh, as you said, it's a lot. It's a lot of things we're doing: moving the pocket, play action. Uh, then we've got a lot of guys that are come in and, and get the job done. Uh, so I mean, I feel like this offense is explosive. We just got to continue to do it and keep getting better each and every week. When do you think you guys showed the depth without Dez last week? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's like I said, as I said before, I mean, it's kind of just the motto of this team. It's been uh, just step up and, uh, as I said, don't worry about why that opportunity is there. Just go make the most of it. Uh, take advantage of that, that opportunity. Said, you talk about the step up. This is going to be your second left tackle that's going down with an injury. Are you at all concerned about the depth there of the guy that's supposed to be protecting on the blind side? Uh, no, I mean, the offensive line is great. Uh, Coach Polly does a great job. Coach Colombo, uh, everybody does a great job getting those guys ready. Uh, they'll be, be prepared. I'm not worried about it. Uh, it's not my job to, to drop back and think about the left tackle. It's my job to think about the, the play and what was called. Nah, I just know that guy will get his job done. Does that help give you confidence back there, though, especially as a rookie? Uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, I really don't don't think about if those guys are going to make their block or not. I mean, I trust them. I believe in them. I just drop back. Uh, and if somebody's through, I don't really even care where it came from. I just kind of react and just play the game. Has there been any uh, secret or key for not throwing interceptions so far and protecting uh, good, the ball? Good fortune. Good fortune. <laughs> I mean, there was one dropped on the third play of the game. So. <laughs> good fortune. <laughs> All right, that was Dak Prescott, as you heard there, and you you can tell he just continues to uh, 
get more and more comfortable with the media and continues to get more and more comfortable with his spot. And, you know, as I said, you can't say enough about the kid coming in four games, three and one, no interceptions. So quite, quite, quite the story so far. But, you know, it's uh, it'll be interesting. And as I alluded to, if you heard my question in there, this is really going to be the first big test. The Cowboys' first three wins have come against teams the combined four and eight record, and now they got the Bengals, a perennial playoff team, as well as the Packers on the road the following week. So this should really kind of be a good test and. Uh, <clears throat> point as to find out where exactly the Cowboys are as a team if the three ones a little more fluky or if they're the real deal so that is certainly something to be watching for and I will switch over to the defensive side right now Tyrone Crawford Rod Marinelli said he wants to keep him at the end position and uh you know not moving back to the three technique spot. He's getting more and more comfortable each and every time he's out there and, and Demarcus Lawrence is coming back. So the Cowboys have a chance with Demarcus Lawrence and Tyrone Crawford on the ends and then Terrell McClain and Malik Collins in the middle to really do something special. So here's Tyrone Crawford on the Cowboys and, and the defense so far. But I feel like, you know, our down guys and uh, our linebackers need to get more uh, takeaways. Um, you know, I feel like we're running the ball well, um, but we just need to, uh, you know, continue to play our side of the ball and uh, get more takeaways. Big plays been something that's been troubling, too. I mean, it seems like running defensively seems like you're good, you're good, you're good, and then you'll get gassed once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, a lot of it's just... Uh, you know, just staying on our assignment, uh, you know, just staying, uh, just reading our keys uh, and playing our assignment. Um, you know, we had, uh, you know, a couple a couple things happen last game where uh, it was just, you know, one guy not doing their assignment. Um, you know, I can say for myself and, you know, for guys like David, you know, it was just, uh, there was plays that broke out because uh, we just didn't do our assignment. Brad said he plans on Keeping you at end or working mostly at end. How, how are you getting more and more control each week there? I mean, for you, I, you guys have been around for a long time. You know me. I'm always just been a divine. I was, uh, you know, I go uh, to where they asked me to go. I played all the way up and down the line. You know, my whole career. Um, so you know, whatever's uh, best for me at the time, I'm, I'm going to do it. And uh, you know, I'm just going to play ball. I mean, it's really. Uh, Nothing more I can say about that. I'm going to go out there and uh, I'm going to play ball. I'm going to give this team my best. And, uh, you know, we're trying to – we got goals uh, that we're trying to reach. And, you know, uh, I'm not going to stop giving them my best and playing, you know, my style of ball until we get there. What does DeMarcus' return do for you guys? Uh, it opens it up. It opens up a lot of it for us. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, now we can kind of direct where the chipper's going to go and, uh, you know, maybe where the center's going to slide, different things like that. But um, it definitely opens up uh, – you know, more one-on-one opportunities, um, you know, for other guys. And um, also, I mean, just sacks. He's going to help his team get more sacks. Yeah, 23 points. The most you've allowed in the game, I think, is 23. Is that – what's the goal every week? Is 17 or how do you – what do you guys uh, – I mean, what's on the board? But, uh, we would like to hold him to zero, uh, you know, but I'm, 
there's not really a goal or a number that we're trying to reach underneath. It's that, you know, we're more of a defense that focuses on, you know, the takeaways. We're trying to, you know, change the game with uh, takeaways. And, uh, you know, obviously that's a huge game changer. And if we can if we can get it done, then that's what we try to do. And um, I mean, we got to do a better job of it, like I said earlier. But uh, I feel like we will. Is this the, the offense you're facing this week, the you know, up there with the best ones you guys are going to see all season. AJ with all yeah, they, they, they got a lot of uh, good talent on their offense, and um, uh, they do a lot of you know different things. Um, so definitely be um, you know another challenging game, just like any game in the NFL. But um, you know, as long as we you know we're on our alignment assignments, we need our keys, and you know we just play good technique, we should be alright. You had a sack last week. Overall, how do you feel about the pass rush you guys have been able to generate? Uh, you know, I don't feel like, uh, you know, um, we've been able to uh, be where we want to be in the pass rush. And I'm hoping with D coming back, that's going to help, um, you know, our pass rush and get to the get to the quarterback uh, better. I feel like um, we haven't had a lot of time to get to the quarterback because uh, there's been a lot of quick passes and uh, dump offs to, to the running back and stuff. But uh, no excuses for when we do get time and do get one-on-ones to, you know, not to win them and not to get to the quarterback. All right, that was Tyrone Crawford, and as you heard, getting pressure on Andy Dalton is clearly going to be a high priority for the Cowboys, especially you don't want A.J. Green running wild on the secondary. So should be a big matchup. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Tomorrow I'll be back, hopefully, with some audio from the coordinators, Rod Marinelli and Scott Linehan. Usually meet with the reporters on Thursday. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, I was hoping to bring some audio onto the podcast at some point. He has yet to meet with reporters. He might talk Friday. Uh, if not, I'll for sure be around him post-game next week uh, or a- after Sunday's game and-, and play that for y'all on Monday. So, again, this is Locked on Cowboys with Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Make sure you go check out startelegram.com. We have all Cowboys angles covered there with myself Shereen Williams and Clarence E. Hill Jr. who just sliced his thumb but he is on the DL for a little bit but he'll be back before we know it so uh, again thank you for tuning in, listening in joining in, please let your friends, your co-workers, your colleagues your family know to check out Locked On Cowboys until next time, take care Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst list.